Welcome to Under Your Influence, a podcast series produced by Impact Teen Drivers in partnership with the National Road Safety Foundation. Parents and guardians are the number one influencers of teens' attitudes and behaviors in a car. With true stories and helpful tips, we are empowering parents and teen influencers to help stop the number one killer of teens in America, car crashes, especially those caused by reckless and distracted driving. Thank you for joining us for today's first Under Your Influence podcast. Episode one, what's lethal? My name is Dr. Kelly Browning and I'm the proud executive director for Impact Teen Drivers, an organization dedicated to stopping the number one killer of teens. I want you to stop and take a moment and think about what you consider to be most lethal or deadly to teens. We do these presentations all over the country and we ask parents the same question. Here's some of the answers we get. Um, I don't know, like, like a drug overdose? It's gotta be drugs, right? Smoking? Probably smoking and vaping. Uh, bullies? Guns for sure. Getting shot. With mental health these days, it's gotta be suicide. Alcohol. Yes, these are some good responses. And all of these things are very serious. You might be thinking that the number one killer of teens in the U.S. is something you hear about often like drugs, guns, or suicide. But the number one killer of teens in the U.S. is actually car crashes. Now, for many parents my age or older, the first place our mind probably goes when we hear of teens losing their lives in a car crash is to impaired driving, and specifically impaired driving caused by alcohol or drugs. I actually want to give some kudos to this generation of teen drivers. These teens are doing a better job choosing to not drink or be impaired when getting behind the wheel than previous generations. In fact, 75% of all fatal teen crashes do not involve alcohol or drugs, but they do involve everyday simple behaviors that can take our attention away from our driving and mixed with the inexperience of a new driver can often become lethal. We're talking about behaviors that are perfectly legal and acceptable to do until we choose to do them behind the wheel. It can be as simple as joking around with our friends, shuffling our playlists, putting on lip gloss, or biting into a delicious burrito. Really anything that causes us to take our hands off the wheel, our eyes off the road, or our mind off our driving is distracted driving. Now you might be thinking that your child isn't driving yet, so you don't need to worry about this. However, it isn't just teen drivers losing their lives to a poor decision behind the wheel. 50% of teen driving fatalities are actually passengers being driven by another teen driver. So if your child rides in the car with other teens or even siblings, it is critical to talk to them about the importance of making good decisions behind the wheel, whether as a driver or a passenger. And the crashes I'm referring to today, well, they're more than simply sad accidents. These crashes are 100% preventable. While the statistics are important and compelling alone, they don't tell the whole story. I have the privilege of working with affected family members, all of whom I wish I would have met through different circumstances. Let me introduce you to Michelle, Connor's mom. I'm Michelle, I'm Connor's mom. Connor was my firstborn. Michelle, tell me what kind of son Connor was. He was a wonderful son. He um, was very caring, very, very passionate about everything that he did. And he just wanted to make everyone happy. He just wanted to make people smile and laugh. Can you tell me a little bit more about what happened the day of the crash? 
It was a typical day like any other day. Um, Connor was leaving to go to a party. A friend was coming to pick him up. Were there any bad weather conditions the day of the crash? There were no weather conditions. It was a beautiful, sunny Sunday afternoon. It was 1.30. My daughter Jordan had a hockey, or a hockey banquet. But on our way home from Jordan's hockey banquet, we passed the most horrendous crash. Um, and I think I knew in my heart that he was there. I could see that there were two bodies, two sheets, and they were photographing. And it, it was just, the vehicle was in two pieces and it was upside down. What do you believe caused the crash that day? I believe that inexperience and inattentiveness is exactly what caused the crash. The driver of the van had her license for several months prior to this crash. I also found out that she totaled a vehicle the month prior, something that I know Connor didn't know about because he really didn't know her that well. Not only did her inattentiveness cause the death of my son, she also killed her own sister and critically injured a third passenger who had traumatic brain injury and he's still suffering some of the consequences of that every day. I believe the crash was 100% preventable. I also believe that the passengers could have spoken up, my son, number one, being included. You know, I, over the past several years after Connor's death, I have a lot of time to think about what ifs. And I often wonder if he had been paying attention, if the two backseat passengers had been paying attention. The choice to go to sleep, the choice to not put a seatbelt on, how could that have changed the outcome? I'm quite sure that it would be very, very different if they had chosen to do things differently. I just never in my wildest dreams imagined that I'd lose my 21-year-old son. He was 21 years and 13 days old. I never imagined I'd lose him like that. And then we had to tell Jordan and Marshall. And that was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do, is say those words to my two surviving kids that their brother was not gonna be coming home. How has your life changed since the loss of Connor? My life has changed so much since Connor's been gone. And I no longer have the luxury of seeing his beautiful face every day. Our hearing is crazy. contagious laugh? His laugh was amazing. You knew he was in the house and he laughed. You know, everyone says it'll never happen to me. I have always wondered how parents got through what is a parent's worst nightmare and now I'm living it. I never in the world imagined it would happen to our family. What has the loss of Connor taught you about even your own driving habits? It was so important to me to get the message across to my two surviving kids because quite honestly, every time I got in the, in the truck with Jordan and I would tell her, don't touch your phone, don't touch your radio, as soon as the song was ending, her finger was going. 
And I kept thinking, why is she not getting this? And then I had to look at myself and see what my driving habits were like. And I realized I was a distracted driver. I answered my phone when it rang. I put my lip gloss on when I was driving and I had to start removing those from my driving habits. Why do you choose to share the worst thing that happened to you and your family? Why do you choose to share Connor's story? I choose to share Connor's story because no one else should have to live the life that we live because it was a crash that was 100% preventable. And if I can get that message out through tears, doesn't matter. If I can save one other family from living the life that we live, then it is well worth it. Michelle, thanks for sharing your story today. We're all grateful. We asked Michelle to share some things she wishes she could say to Connor and to parents everywhere. Here's a little bit of the letter she wrote to Connor. Dear Connor, there are so many things I really want to share with you to let you know how special you were and all of the little things that still make me proud. I always encourage you to be a leader on the hockey team and in our family. I just wish I had taught you to be a leader in the car to always speak up and buckle up. If only I knew then what I know now. I would have made sure that we talked about the importance of being an alert and vigilant passenger, even if it means putting your own phone down. Your work ethic was so amazing, but we never thought to extend the message of seeing a job through to one of helping the driver until the ride was safely completed. I totally missed this. I wish I would have understood the real importance of role modeling safe driving and riding behavior. I used my phone, I ate snacks, I dug in my purse and I drank coffee all while driving my precious children. Quite honestly, Connor, I would give anything to go back and have these discussions with you. I would talk to you about the importance of never multitasking behind the wheel. It just isn't worth it. I would talk to you about the importance of always wearing your seatbelt and wearing it properly. I would tell you the importance of remaining an alert and vigilant passenger and the critical importance of knowing your driver before ever even getting in the car with someone. I missed my opportunity. Now I live with the fact that you, my precious son, has lost his life to something completely preventable because you chose not to wear your seatbelt. You didn't know the type of driver you got in the car with, and you thought it was okay to chill in the backseat instead of helping the driver stay focused on driving. Connor, I promise to share this with other parents so that they can have these life-saving conversations with their children before it's too late. I'm so sorry. It's too late for us. Thank you, Michelle, for choosing to turn a tragedy into a teachable moment for the rest of us. Connor's loss was a tragedy, not just for his family, but also for Connor's friends, school, and community. It was a loss for all of us, a promising young life lost to something so preventable. Tragic losses like Connor's not only affect the family and friends, but also the people that respond to these crashes. Can you imagine having to write up on that scene and find a young person who's lost their life to something preventable and know you have to go do a death notification to a family member to tell a mother, father, aunt, uncle, grandma, grandpa, they're never again gonna see their loved one come home. I'd like to introduce you to Officer Korea, who's a public information officer with the California Highway Patrol and has had to do those death notifications. Thanks, Kelly. And thank you, Michelle, for sharing your story with all of us. As a father of two young boys, I can't even imagine the pain you and your family go through every day. As a highway patrol officer, I promise you, one of the worst parts of my job 
is having to come to that house, knock on that door and deliver the worst case scenario news. Good evening, ma'am. I'm an officer with the highway patrol and I'm here to inform you that your daughter was involved in a crash and tragically she was killed. I'm so sorry to tell you your daughter will never be coming home. That's what we are truly trying to prevent with this program. Officer Korea, I can't even imagine as a parent what receiving a knock like that on my door would be like. What can we do as parents to help our kids be safe behind the wheel? Well, those of you listening today have taken the first step. Engage in the issue of safe driving and start the conversation with your child, regardless of age. We heard Michelle say how she would give anything to go back and have that conversation with Connor, to talk to him about the choices that he needed to make and even that she needed to make to keep him safe behind the wheel. The most important thing to remember is that as parents, we are the number one influencer of our kids' driving attitudes and behaviors. So Officer Korea, when do kids start paying attention to what we're doing in the car? Our children have been watching and listening to everything we do in a car since they were forward facing in a car seat. So if we are on our phone, drinking a latte, driving with one hand on the wheel and speeding, instead of being focused on our driving, we can't wonder why our kids will think they can do the same things we do and more. So role modeling and good behavior behind the wheel will go a long way to ensure our kids develop safe driving habits even before they get behind the wheel as a driver. Our kids are always under our influence, even as teens and especially when we are driving. Officer Korea, how important is it to both educate and enforce the laws? I would way rather be educating families about becoming safer drivers than be writing tickets. Every day when I head out to do my job, I'm choosing to do it to keep our roadways safer for your family, my family, and the others on the road. We appreciate your choice to serve our kids and communities, Officer Korea. Together, we can stop the number one killer of young people, preventable car crashes. For more safe driving tips, please visit impactteamdrivers.org. And always remember, your choices can save lives. Thank you for listening to Under Your Influence, Episode 1, What's Legal? Join us next time as we talk about graduated driver licensing, what it is and how it can help keep your teen safe as a driver and a passenger. It's a can't miss episode. Make sure to subscribe to Under Your Influence, a podcast produced by Impact Teen Drivers in partnership with the National Road Safety Foundation. And if this podcast helped you out, even with just one new tip or one new way to think about teen driving, consider leaving a review to help other parents find us.